Idiots of the World! With you, Glenn Wall, and you, Andrew Maxwell. This week on Idiots of the World, we have... The former lead singer of the Commodores. We have the former Prime Minister of Italy. We've got the former member of E17. We have a former post bomber. <laughs> we have a former royal. We have Gaza. We have a member of a very hard rocking band. And we've got the son of Ulster's most famous politician. <laughs> what a weird app we have for you. It's weird. It's weird. It's wonderful. And it's all for you. Because it's... Egypt of the world. Open your mouth and eat it. What a cornucopia of Egypt we have for you. Oh, yes. It's all spilling out of the mouth of the horn. Oh, it surely is. <laughs> it is... It's fecund upon the branch. Y- uh, maybe. <laughs> It's hot. It's very hot. <laughs> it's hot. We're in the uh, the deep, deepest, darkest jungles of Suffolk. That's yes. It's flat country you got around here. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Doesn't make it any less of a woman. It's actually more attractive in some cultures. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> You've got some. Uh, well, yes. Your metaphorical woman of a county is very well irrigated. That's right. <laughs> She is when I'm around. <laughs> so the point of the podcast is to point out other people being agents, but we seem to be already there. Yeah. We are two middle-aged men with young children. Exactly the same age, almost. Almost exactly the same age, although you, almost because I am older than you and therefore more senior. Well, yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, yeah, somebody yeah. has to get something off a high shelf and guess who's in charge. All right. We're not being... We're, it's not a weighing scale. <laughs> we're not, I think we know who'd win that, too. <laughs> we're not going into a clerk shop and having our feet measured. <laughs> yeah. It's the only place Andrew can get shoes, by the way. I can get them from other places, but I have to follow the circus. <laughs> So this weekend, myself and Mr. Wool and our wives and our children went to a music festival. And our wives and children are almost exactly the same age. We are the exact same pressing. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If we if it was Antiques Roadshow in 200 years' time, if somebody just brought our bones along to the fair. Yeah. At a village hall. Looking for a little money. A little bit of cash, just outside Newmarket. Yeah. What are these two uh, sets? What are these two skeletons with <laughs> podcast equipment worth? <laughs> well, first we got to find out how they do- they laughed to death. <laughs> Actually. Actually, they laughed at the agents. And what it really fascinates us about it, all their bones still contain quite a lot of booze from the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can smoke those bones, you know. They, those, those bones are worth a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, whoever's listening, you can smoke my bones. <laughs> Just not you yet. Line up. <laughs> <laughs> Just not yet. I need them for getting around. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not ready to become gelatinous. No, no, don't don't pinch your pinch your femur. <laughs> don't, you pinch, don't you pinch my femur? <laughs> so this weekend we did a music festival together. We sure did. 
in uh, Cambridgeshire. Mm-hmm. Lovely county. Yeah. Lovely county. Flat. Well irrigated. Full yeah. of educated people. And Lionel Richie was the headliner. Yes. The bill was basically me, you, Lionel Richie. Yeah, Lionel went on last. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he definitely yeah. closed. He fucking he put a big stink up and we had to let him close. But. <sighs> we were like, Lionel, you haven't written a new thing in years. No. But, nevertheless, who's going to follow all night long? Not I. Not, Not I. Me. Oh. <laughs> so here's what happened. Uh, we're, we're all, we've got our families there. We're watching Lionel Richie. And I'd already heard that he is terrible at at between song banter yeah in all fairness i have actually seen lionel before and he is a ledge of the music game but once you hear his bants you realize this is a man who spent a lot of time alone with a grand piano yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. he's not he's not one of the great banterers no no he didn't get there (laughs) he didn't get there by his crowd work and uh, about three songs in, I mean, he's got, like, somebody should talk to him about this, because he, he has a cameraman that looks and can see what he's seeing, so he's actually pre-planned the banter to an extent. That That's right, like, yeah, yeah, he throws, he, he's, if he points somebody out in the crowd, he's got a cameraman, and it goes up on the big screens. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, because he's very famously had a mustache for quite some time, I guess his fans sometimes put on a Lionel Richie mustache as as a uh, you know a salute, a salute to the man. Yeah, and, I th- and and much more appropriate than you know wearing a you know an Afro wig. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, much more comfortable for everyone, and fun. Tashes are fun. Nobody's. Ever. I'm not saying. I'm not saying Afro Puff isn't for. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody can enjoy a tash. Exactly. Or that's what we thought until Lionel sees a woman in a uh, in a mustache and like it was 1984. <laughs> <laughs> he, he breaks into like a an Eddie Murphy bit, you know, <laughs> the kind of bit that Eddie had stepped away from. What do you go? Hey, there's a woman with a mustache. That don't make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> and the love affair that was a Lionel Richie concert. Like people love that man. But even like the the Cambridgeshire uh you know, glitterati, the the Guardian reading <laughs> Jazzerati of Cambridgeshire, we're like, oh we're all like uh, Lionel, uh, you know, that that can't happen. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! It's like twenty thousand extremely middle class English people there. It's like girl and mustache don't make no sense, and just thousands of cameras going up, just yeah. going, oh, 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 here we go. What other theories do you have, Lionel? Seventy-year-old pop star is about to trudge his way through the minefield of gender politics. Yeah. <laughs> you can see it. It's just a field of cameras going up. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, and and don't get me wrong, I I do not wish to be little Lionel Richie. I've I've come away a, a fan of his music, a bi- a bigger fan than I was before. I I thought he brought it on the night, but I was just sort of like, I I was getting to thinking about that. But we enjoyed it so much that we were listening to Lionel Richie all the way home in the in the in the all night long family all night long all night long now. 
I don't know if you've ever really listened to that, but he has a Jamaican accent in it. Yes, yes, there was. He sings in a Jamaican accent, which is, I mean, that, and maybe Lionel Richie has a, is of Jamaican heritage, maybe as a parent. I, I haven't looked into it. But that language that he sings in, Carabo, Fiesta, and then Mambuduba de Badubab. He made that up. Oh, yeah, that's not a That thing. is this... not a language. And he was coy about it in interviews. <laughs> but jumbo, jumbo! That is not nobody... That, that's Star Wars language. That's that's American. <laughs> yeah. That's not, there's nobody... But they say it like in every... Same with like... I was I was back home yesterday, so I left the music festival and flew to Ireland yesterday to make a TV show called Crack Den. Whoa. I know, it's, it sounds more sinister than it is. It's a stand-up comedy show. I get it now. I get it now. <laughs> but it's never less called Crack Den. And at the end of the night, we were, we were walking along the, uh, the quays in Dublin, which is a rowdy, messy... Yeah. A lot of junkies. A lot of junkies. It's a very messy place. And there, a, a bunch of young American lads... Just, honestly, these were like 20-year-old dudes bouncing off the walls. Nice lads. We got chatting to them. But they're, they're like top of the morning. Like nobody says top of the morning. No. Do you know what I mean? Ever. And and, and if they did, they'd say it in the morning. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> but the point is, there's, it's a, there's some things that are just American. Yeah. They don't really know about other places. No. You, you almost envy being an American. Like how much the outside world beyond America is just a massive box of surprises yeah well like half of their country is a massive box of surprises <laughs> hey, <laughs> before, believe an it, before an airport gets involved <laughs> <laughs> you better believe it yeah. you look oh at that box oh my god it's so authentic you talk like that all the time all the time <laughs> as long as you're paying yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, there you go. Well, Lionel, we, we wish you all the very best. 70. 70. He brought 70. I ask you directly, Mr. Wool. We are both men in our late 40s. Would you work at 70 if you had to? No. If you didn't have to, I should say. At all. I, I wouldn't work tomorrow if I didn't have to. I've, 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 I've whistled my tune. I've, I've done all I've needed to do. I could happily... Tend to my rosebush the rest of my life. And it's, not it's, you've got a wild rosebush. It doesn't need any tending. Well, yeah. That's why. You could just look at the bush. That's all I want. <laughs> that's all In I fact, want. As soon as, as soon as I said tend to it, I was like, nah, it's too much. That's uh, a lot. I just want my garden grow. <laughs> Ooh, a butterfly. Some of that one's still out in the road. You go, what's it about? Same with, same with uh, Nile Rogers. He's in his 70s. He's still out there banging the tours. Yeah. Well, I admire I, it. Don't get me wrong. I very admire it. And, and Lionel Richie did a great show. Like, but. I admired and I also admired when he sang We Are The World, which I didn't know that he wrote. Fucking he, terrible song. It is. Shit it's out. really bad. Fucking awful. But he gave credit Rubbish, where credit like, was absolute. due. He, Michael Jackson. He, he actually said, <laughs> my very good friend Michael Jackson. And... He, like, he, Michael Jackson is dead now. There's no reason to, to, to have his back other than, you know what? Michael Jackson was my friend. And now I'm starting to think maybe 
he just gets all his news filtered through his maid. You know? <laughs> he, has, he, has, he doesn't even know Mike's dad. He doesn't know anything about gender uh, politics. Yeah. Just, he, let the maid knows how to filter it, like stuff that he, you know, he, well, he'll get this. He'll understand. I'm turning the news off, turning off, <laughs> off all time. Not listening. I'm not listening to your fucking news. No, no more information. I got no more information. No information. I'm smiling under my 39 acres. I'm having a good time. No, dip in the pool. Here we go. But we both made the same mistake at the festival. And it's uh, I have taken all my children through music festivals through the years and uh, there's always a moment at the end as you leave you go what a great experience myself and my family have survived this incredibly unsanitary conditions mm-hmm. uh, the incredibly cold incredibly hot incredibly cold tent <laughs> you know it's like a Finnish Finnish cure for rubella <laughs> You got to get very cold and very hot and then very cold and very hot. For seven days. <laughs> there is always a moment when you're like at a music festival with the small children and you're trying to get the sleep, get them to sleep in the tent. I know. And there's just, there's always that moment. Sun's finally going down. High summer. Sun's finally going down. High summer. And just a fucking hippie walks past. You're like, oh no. Yeah. So many times over the years, you're just trying to make children, small children sleep. In itself is very difficult to convince them that they're you're not... Because in their tiny little heads, what you're doing is trying to convince them to die. (laughs) That's what they think you're doing. Yeah. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Just accept oblivion. Yeah. Promising them things. Tomorrow, (laughs) you're going to a Sting concert (laughs) in Audley End. (laughs) (laughs) They're just trying to promise them abstract nonsense. We're going to go to a reservoir and the other side will be simple minds. (laughs) (laughs) It's very difficult to convince these little fucking lunatics to just close their eyes and accept that we'll be, we'll be there in the morning. We'll start all again. Yeah. You know, anyway. But at a music festival, there's always the moment where you just, you, they're just finally going asleep in the tent. And you've got the flaps open because it's scorching still in there. And here he comes. Mr. Barefoot in a loincloth. Yeah. And a hat. Some sort of ethnic hat. From Ethnikia. Sunflower sticking out of oh, it. fuck me. I remember one time, it me a long time ago, trying to get Flynn to sleep in a tent. Just asleep. And this guy is, and I'm like, shh. And he goes, is, what? Just let them embrace the moon. Let them channel the moon energy. And I was like zipping up a tent. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> 20 minutes before I've been on stage going earth mother nature everyone peace and love and I'm just zipping things angrily shut the fuck up well, I, 
I almost yelled at the people beside us because uh, they flat out were running a casino of some sort and <laughs> fucking like drum and bass music. And it, in retrospect, it wasn't that big of a deal because it was like 1030 at night. But I'm, I've got a kid. I'm trying to get to sleep. And I was so angry. And I finally uh, I talked to a security guard. I didn't go over there, but I wanted to because they were hippies. Um, and I, I just wanted to, you know, fucking shake a few dreadlocks and... <laughs> <laughs> Shut down! Yeah, first of all, you're not a hippie and a drum and bass fan and a gambler. Like that's a weird combination. <laughs> but I, I left it. I left it alone. Uh, but they did wake my baby up, um, and they heard that, and then they kind of got cool and they shut it down. And then the next day. I saw them and uh, they were like, oh, I'm so sorry. We, we woke your baby. And I was like, hey, you know what? I was mad at the time, but it's a festival. You know, the baby got back to sleep. It's all cool. And finally, I'm just walking away and I hear them whispering. And uh, finally, one of them went, um, excuse me, sir. <laughs> I was like, yes. Did you open up for Jim Jeffries in Brighton? <laughs> I gave him the fucking rock lock, like the the, the Satan hand symbol. Yeah, and they were like, right. yeah. And I was so glad that I didn't like the night before go and yell at them, and they'd have to be like, is this this, this Bon Vivant that we saw before? Where was all the? The guy was fun on stage. <laughs> yeah, this isn't charismatic energy. <laughs> like this guy just walked through his tent to be us with a mallet <laughs> that guy glenn was great on stage but mr wool is angry mm. <laughs> <laughs> just taking your bins out glaring at them yeah. <laughs> not a word all right well i think that's uh, well that's that's our we always like to start episode let everybody know that although we are here to take the piss out of egypt that we are the number one egypt yeah And now, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to start a new section of the show. We're going to take it real slow right now. Put <laughs> on some... Put the lights down yeah, Everybody, uh, it's now that time of the Oscars where we have to uh, honor the dead. <laughs> it's the in, in memorial section. It of- is the in memorandum section, simply that we're starting called Egypt's We Hardly Knew Ye. <laughs> Uh, Well, we both pick one. Yeah, yeah, you go first. Thank you. I would love to open this. Silvio Bellascone. Straight into the hall. Straight in. There's not going to be a vote. He's just, it's just, uh, it's Fuck me. (laughs) Silvio Bellascone. (laughs) Silvio. The body is going to lay in state. Um, for 30 years just so his head can start decomposing <laughs> like I, nobody's nobody's shocked like well I, well I saw him the other day he looked like uh, he uh, looked he must have been 50 years old in a wind tunnel that's what he looked like <laughs> <laughs> and he died what I can't believe it it's like a balloon killing itself <laughs> In the end, he was just a balloon knot. <laughs> I mean, he must have known because last time I saw him, he looked so shocked. He he was constantly shocked. He must have got some bad news somewhere. Yeah. He's, 
<laughs> Sylvia, you're not going to live to a hundred. I'm shocked. <laughs> he couldn't close his mouth. That's how he died. He was eventually the flies got into his mouth. That's right. He choked. <laughs> Slowly choked. <laughs> I just, I just feel bad. Silvio, without Silvio, for those who don't know, out there. Egypt's of uh, truly disgusting politicians. Without Silvio, we couldn't have had Donald. No. There would be no Donald Trump. There would be no Boris Johnson. There would be no populist. There would, there would be uh, no uh, Bolsonaro. There would be nothing without Silvio. We would... We would yeah. The, you know what I mean? The it, world it, champion. But even arguably, um, like, he, he was good at the other stuff that he did, where Trump's not. Or I, and I didn't even know what Bolsonaro got up to, but Berlusconi, he did run like like he, he was he was dirty as hell and and like like a, a a terrible person, but he did he did have a media empire. He he owned Milan. He you know yeah. at the end the mafia wouldn't work with him. <laughs> <laughs> like, genuinely true. Yeah, Silvio, you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> just a very dirty man. <laughs> you come to me with a proposal. Um, I'm not going to take you up on it, Silvio. <laughs> now he is. Now there's nothing but bunga bunga in heaven. I, yeah, and I, I just, I feel sorry for his girlfriends. Uh, and apparently, out of respect, they waited till after school to tell them. <laughs> they've got, they've got exams. <laughs> That's a big time in a girl's life. They can't. It's, it's time for mathematics. Okay. <laughs> you fucking eighty-year-old. You're not eighty. How many years difference is that? <laughs> Well, you know, he, he started off as a... He was a singer on the cruise ships. Yeah. That's where he started. This guy, he he discovered that he, you know, and then captured Italian politics with whatever skill set he developed from being a cruise ship singer. He learned at a very young age how to distract the trapped. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I can keep these pensioners happy... In his boat, I can keep the pensioners, otherwise known as Italy, happy. <laughs> Average age forty-seven. This is not a young country. No. Silvia, Bellasconi, fuck. I have a story about him. Excellent. So, Silvio Bellasconi, uh, yeah, he's sort of a weird mixture of Trump and Rupert Murdoch combined, because he was the media empire guy and the, you know weirdly coloured fucking strange barnet yeah. toupees weird shagging yeah a little bit of Gaddafi in there a little, little bit, bit of Gaddafi. Gaddafi in there quite a good actually good mates with Gaddafi oh yeah big buddies with Gaddafi very strange football teams populist there's a lot going on lot they going went on. They, they they went and um, they, they had doubles Botox together <laughs> <laughs> just Moomar and Silvio holding hands I'm a little bit scared right now. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> we will be beautiful. <laughs> like two balloons in the desert sky. <laughs> so tight. He was really tight. Oh, oh, yeah. Fucking hell. You can see, it was one of those things where, you know, you see a raindrop fall on a really flat surface and it stays. Is that, did he just pop? Is that what happened? <laughs> 
Something just popped did. and a skeleton just went <laughs> just went into the sun. <laughs> Is this Silvio Silvio Berlusconi's death was announced on the weather report. <laughs> okay, don't be scared. If you heard uh, a popping sound at two o'clock over Milan, it was Silvio Berlusconi finally being released. <laughs> Planes being diverted. <laughs> All the Italian Catholics. Oh, they are the rapture of them all. <laughs> no, that was Silvio Berlusconi's skeleton burning up into the sun. That's not the rapture is not on Italy. Don't worry. Oh no, they keep his bones. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There's something in there, definitely. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so years ago, so billionaire, media mogul, weird creepy fuck uh, crooked as all hell yeah pretty much everything like sleazy sleazy gross. massive shy like, weird mixture like honestly he, he gave all the others a run for their money oddly charming though oddly charming we have to you just, just lay it on the table listen that's the only review uh, a cruise ship singer is ever gonna get <laughs> that, that's what they're looking for any, any oddly charming sleazy people <laughs> We found a one. <laughs> Listen, we already have the sparkly jacket. <laughs> oh, he's got it. He's already got it. <laughs> it's like sorry, Italian Cinderella. <laughs> oh, whoever fits in the sparkly jacket. Put on Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyway, good luck to you, Silvio, you crocodile piece of shit. What was the story? You didn't tell the story? Yes. So, I'd always see, this was all over the media, you know. This is about 15 years ago when he was really kind of famous. Eventually, the the normal parties outwitted him. And Italy's actually, he's been relatively, relatively normal since he fucked off. He was in a lot of tax shit as well. He was always, he was bent at a nine bob now. So... But when, at the height of his, the, he had these bunga bunga parties. Yeah. This is one of the first things where, already a billionaire, in Sardinia, one of the most beautiful places in Europe, it was an Italian, very large Italian island, and he had his party mansion there. Yeah. Right? And it became famous that he had what he called bunga bunga parties, where it's him and all sorts of other celebs and a lot of teenage prostitutes. Yeah, the whole thing. There was a court case. There was a underage. Yeah, I believe he he went to jail or almost went to jail. Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. That's enough for Silvio. <laughs> Just show him the gates of the prison. Ah, his face got tighter. <laughs> I'm telling you, the minute you show him a courtroom, his eyes are at the back of his head, <laughs> like prey. <laughs> right. Yeah. So all that. Right. So that was all going on. The rest of Europe at the time was 15 years ago, scratching her head. How the fuck? How do you end up with that situation? And at the time, I still lived in North London. And there was a swimming pool near where I lived. And I got to know the lifeguards. And one day, over a period of time, I got to know one of the lifeguards there. And uh, her dad was uh, Sardinian, right? And was a builder from Sardinia. 
And one day, uh, we were talking about Silvio Berlusconi, and she told me, her, this is the height of the Bunga Bunga parties, right? right? Uh, in his massive mansion. This guy, this London Italian dude, had been commissioned to go out there and build a volcano at the mansion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember at the time, you know, there was sort of, people were going, he's like a James Bond villain. I'm like, oh, come on, Guardian. That's a bit much. He's just a sleazy businessman. There's a lot of them knocking around. Yeah. And then I remember just standing by this one people going, fuck me. <laughs> An actual <laughs> volcano. I went, how big is it? And she went, it's two stories high. And yeah, you can set off the volcano. <laughs> it's in the middle of his gaff. Wow. Wow. Well, what I like about this, and I usually, I usually wait. Um, I, my rule is um, is no, nothing but uh, condolences till after the funeral, uh, Twitter wise. But he is such <laughs> he's such a filthy shithead. And what I what yeah, I especially it's, like it's quite listen. Death is sad. It's sad. Not like, every even, time. Not, not every, every time. time. <laughs> but it's it's you know this is what ages of the world's about. We're here to sell. Finally, now you're dead, you fucking dirty old piece of shit. But this is what I like, especially, and we and then why why I had to. We're not dancing on his grave. We're we're celebrating. We're Sylvia. celebrating him. Oh, <laughs> we hardly knew ye. Yeah. Well, rest in whatever the fuck you're in, fella. Yeah. Yeah. Bellasconi just arriving at the pearly gates, going, "Where's Benil?" <laughs> Just tell Benny to come down to the door. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that Benny's not here. Well, where's Benny? <laughs> <laughs> That's how they tricked him into hell. Well, I want to go where Benny is. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, you know, I need to be where Benny is. <laughs> I do after running, he do after running. <laughs> We're not young men. <laughs> <laughs> you get you can super, super see fucking Silvio Bellasconi there in the mansion just ah, 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 ah. <laughs> look he's he's a fat little man and he'd be chased by all the big booby legs <laughs> sometimes it gets crossed with the little bald one who doesn't <laughs> you pissed me off what a tope like a real man <laughs> It's not the only one as well. We no, no. This is the thing. This is why it's the slow moving, uh, the slow piano, black and white images. Because um, we also lost the Unabomber today. It was always in the post. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was Ted? Fred Ted Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski. Ted he was he was a university professor, wasn't he? He was a genius. He was, uh, but he was also in the um, the MK Ultra. He was in Harvard, and he was one of the MK Ultra uh, test subjects. And he was fine until they did that to him, and then was he? <laughs> well, he wasn't was mailing he? bombs to anybody. <laughs> yeah, but you know. I don't know. Professors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, wasn't a prof- he wasn't a professor. He was, was he just in was Harvard. He, I know. I thought he was academia, no? 
Is he not an academic? No, I think they found him in Harvard. Yeah, yeah, he was he so was going yeah, to so Harvard, this, but he wasn't he wasn't a teacher. They mm. looked for this guy for years, right? He mailed bombs to people all over America. Yeah, yeah, but before that, with long-winded fucking, he was the original long-winded. I'm going to murder people, but I'm also going to make you listen to my long rambling fucking reason. The manifesto. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And my my biggest problem with him is because he went all sort of Luddite with it. And he was like, uh, you know, uh, machines are going to take over the world and that kind of thing. And you get these you get these dorks who are like, well, he wasn't wrong. And I'm like, that's that's not what he went to prison for. It's not what he said. They didn't send him to jail for like, oh, look out for AI. That might get... No, it was the bombs. It was the bombs in the mail that were yes. blinding people. That's right. Yeah. It's very... It's considered OTT. Yeah. To fucking send a mail bomb. Exactly. And he was trying to blow up a plane too. He did not. He tried. He tried. Yeah. And the only reason he got caught? Do you know how he got caught? No. Uh, he um, there, he kept threatening to send more and more mail bombs because uh, newspapers wouldn't print his manifesto. <laughs> and then uh, the FBI finally convinced, I believe it was the San Francisco Chronicle, to print his manifesto just to placate him. Right. And uh, the uh, his brother's wife read the manifesto and went... You know, uh, that sounds a lot. This sounds like Ted. This sounds like the ramblings of Ted. Oh, that's and the brother had a like he had a big moral dilemma, and then went, "Okay, I've got to, I've got to inform the authorities that I think this is my brother Ted who lives up in a in a in a cabin in the woods." And that's how they got him. Oh, and it totally rings a bell. There was there was a phrase he used. Yeah, he used it the wrong, wrong way round. Yeah. Oh, what was that phrase as well? I can't remember. The it was only like thing- a baker's dozen, but he called it a dozen bakers or some shit. Like- <laughs> yeah. You're like, that's not... Yeah. It was like, uh, what's his name? Uh, the the other, the rich guy who didn't know how to spell cadaver. And that's well, who the fuck him. knows how to spell cadaver? <laughs> <laughs> we could all go to prison for that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the only thing they got him for. There's lots of words I couldn't fucking spell. <laughs> No, but they had it. Uh, the, I don't know. Yeah, it's the it's the uh, what was it called? Anyway, that's another story for another time. Um, yeah, but that's how that's how they got the Unabomber. Well, again, Ted. Yeah, hopefully somebody misses you. <laughs> I can tell you, on behalf of me and everybody's ever worked in any mail service in the world, it's not us, fucker. No, no. Yeah, you you go you go. Living. It's the manifesto that gets to me. Like fuck me, like just kill people. Don't bore, don't bore and then kill, or well, they kill and bore. Like yeah, well, and like remember when that guy in Norway? Um, oh, what's his name? Oh, um, fucking Sven Prick. Yeah. whatever his name is, in the one who kept mani- wearing preppy's clothes and yeah, his manifesto was like, uh, you know, we should follow the lead of Japan and uh, be monoculture. And I'm like, well, y- you're not then. <laughs> you know, Japan's got a really good idea about multicultural. Well, if you take it, then <laughs> you've just brought Japanese culture into your country. Exactly. Fucking <laughs> mugs. Yeah, and that's that's the thing about the manifestos is once they're out, they're like, well, this is gibberish. And it's always after. It's like nobody wants to read the menu after the meal. 
<laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You want to know why I killed everybody in that library? No. No. I just want to know you got shot. Yeah. Or yeah. just coughed. And coughed and shot. There's nothing you can say to me that would make me go, oh, yeah. After you've okay. massacred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After you've killed all those people, you're going, fucking chapter four has a couple of... <laughs> You know, he's right. A couple of plot twists in chapter four. <laughs> You're right. The recycling bin should be twice a week. <laughs> yeah. He's right. He's right. He's right, you know. <laughs> you shouldn't be forced to, to print out the boarding pass by Ryan. <laughs> okay, sometimes they are right. If that's the right, if that's why he was doing it, I'm I'm on, I'm back on I'm Team Ted. If that's why he's melted uh, an ice rink and forced a bunch of fucking kids on it. On a birthday party to drown. Yeah. <laughs> now then, we have a new section. Yes. Uh, it's when two Egypts that, frankly, we didn't even know knew each other, yes. managed to team up. To create a, a whole new thing. The Egypt duet. The Egypt duet. That we had no idea. Like, so this has not happened once, but twice this week. Yeah, in a do in a very duet style. <laughs> this week it's called the quadruple duet. <laughs> this week, Prince Harry, the something in line to the throne of England. Yeah, he's in the the top court in England. Uh, he's essentially suing one of the major tabloids. Yeah, the, the Mirror Group whatever the fuck they call themselves now, for years of harassment, suing him, using underhand and legal surveilling techniques against him. His or whole, just paying off cokeheads to tell a story about him, probably. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I can't believe nobody's asked him, were you friends with a bunch of cokeheads? Yes. And could we have bought the information off them for drugs? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, they're, they're known for being really quiet cokeheads. That's right. That's right. So you, you, this picture of you as a Nazi, you took that yourself? Or, you know, or did a cokehead sell it to the, except that, you know. Well, except for all my fun friends. Yeah. Uh, uh, a couple of the boys who went to school with Snitchy. Yeah. <laughs> snitchy Loose Lips. Crypto. Crypto and strangely indiscreet. <laughs> Wonderful boys. Oh, yes. <laughs> Served with them in the military. <laughs> Leaks like a sieve. <laughs> you can trust them with your life. Yeah, not good for the Navy, but anything else. <laughs> it was very, very much land forces. <laughs> <laughs> so in the middle of all this, it was still pretty spectacular. And if there was in a British context, the, he's the first British royal in over 100 years to be in a court case. So in all that, that's still a pretty extraordinary story, right? Yeah. There's Prince Harry in court. And then Brian Harvey. Yeah. 90s member of boy band sensation E17 that's shows right. up. And just starts shouting outside the courthouse. It's weird he couldn't just walk in through the VIP entrance. <laughs> or just, why don't you just commit another crime, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Brian. You're from, you're from Walthamstow. You know how to end up in court. <laughs> yeah. 
it was one of those ones. I was reading the news going, what, 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 what? How, Prince Harry, Brian Harvey, same story. He shows up and just starts yeah. shouting yeah. outside the court, advising the sixth in line to the throne of England. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's heard from Brian Harvey in 20 years. It is a strange way to come back onto the scene. <laughs> Hell of a comeback. <laughs> I think the last thing of note he did was run himself over with his own car. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> not easy to do. No, no, it's not. And uh, he was um, he, he he wasn't in a car when he came back, so <laughs> he obviously didn't manage to get a hold of it before it rolled wherever it was going. <laughs> Where yeah. has it been? This, but it's it's a tradition. It's a very strange tradition in British culture of major incidents happening, and then an odd celebrity emerging. There was. Do you remember that about ten years ago? There was a guy called Raoul Moat. Yes, I do. In Newcastle, out of the blue, this guy traffic stop. I believe it was. Cops have pulled him over. British cops aren't armed. Regular kind of thing. And he pulls out a shooter and shoots one of the cops. Yeah. Goes on the run in rural northern England, in and around Newcastle, amongst yeah. the Geordies. The f- fucking Gaza appears. That's right, Paul Gascoigne. Paul Gascoigne, legendary, brilliant soccer, football player, stoke, massive fucking pisshead. Yeah. Who had, nobody had heard from him in a good 10 years. No. Nope. Bit of rehab and then nothing. Then reappears live on TV with fishing rods. And a chicken. Pardon? And a roast chicken. What? One of those supermarket roast chickens. What about them? He had one. Gaza did? He had a roast chicken and a fishing rod. What? To tempt Raoul Moat? Out? I I think he thought... Or just like when you you know what you maybe probably, he had a roast chicken in his hand when he found out about it and he was like I better get down there <laughs> I don't get I got don't get time to deal with this right now so I'm taking my chicken with me I'm taking my fishing rod I think he thought you know the guy needs a little bit of food and a, and a little bit of fishing and uh, I reckon he had the fishing rod he was planning to go fishing with Raoul Moat right went in to get the tackle in the supermarket and if you've never been a British supermarket the the sirens the nasal siren call of a roast chicken at the back of the supermarket I've done it I've just walked out of the supermarket with a roast chicken oh yeah you can't help yourself it's just a bag of roast chicken yeah so that could have nothing to do with it yeah, that's yeah, uh, we're not, yeah, you could have just been walking by a supermarket. And like, God damn it. I'm in a rush. I, I, okay, okay. Fuck, I need to eat an entire chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll, it'll tempt any man out of the woods a roast chicken. I think it was probably a little stroke of genius. and it, it probably, I think it was a little stroke. Yeah, yeah. It's probably more likely that. Um, but do you know, because he, he, he went up to the cops and he was like, Look, I, I, that's my mate. I'll, I'll sort it. And the cops were all like, because this was in Newcastle where Gaz is from, and he played for the Newcastle uh, team. And uh, the cops were like, oh, yeah, sure, Paul, if you can help, you know. Because yeah, Raoul Moat was holding a shotgun to his own throat this whole time. 
uh, Gaza went and and talked to him. Like in 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 Brown had a, a a loaded shotgun and and he was you know saying do you want you want some chicken you want to go fishing. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, we're laughing at this like as if he's yeah, but, wrong. Like, but but, but I, none I, of the two. I, th- sorry, go on. None of those two things worked, and then he just sort of went, "Okay, well, I tried my best," and and left, and and the standoff still continued, and it it was only like a year later that it transpired. Paul Gascoigne did not know Raoul Moat, had never met him. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so fucked. <laughs> He just showed up thinking like he's some sort of super. I can fix this. <laughs> you know what? I was watching the news and I thought, what a crazy situation. The only thing that can fix this is a washed up retired football legend. Like a man with a long history of really difficult drinking. <laughs> Ring of steel, stand down. SWAT team, stand down. Here I come. I'm absolutely fucked. I look 65 and I'm only 42. But I do have a chicken and a fucking fishing rod. Well, maybe it's not his fault. Maybe Newcastle does have like a Batman-like system where they just flash a spotlight with a G on it on the closest clown. Oh, no. They need me again. Somebody wake up, Gaza. Just at the end of the pub. Come on. That'd be so great. Being the Alfred to fucking Gaza's Batman. What an easy gig. Here's your football jersey again. And my libation. Right, there's your first can of the day. The Batmobile just locks itself on him. (laughs) Come on, I gotta get going. No, no. Gaz's best mate threw me across a Chinese restaurant. What? Five, Five bellies? Yeah, Jimmy Five Bellies. Years ago, I made a youth television show called Sunday Show. And one episode I had, I was 20 at the time, 2021, I had to hang out with Ga- uh, Gaza's best mate, Jimmy Five Bellies, in the big market, <laughs> which is the the party part of Newcastle, which right. is saying something because the whole city's a fucking party town. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, That's where we go to really drink. What? Hi, <laughs> none of this amateur hour. <laughs> this is in there, right in the middle of Newcastle, we've got Alcohol, having babies with alcohol. <laughs> we got a bottle of vodka. It's going to have three nippers, three bands with a bottle of gin. Right? And then with the little babies, we drink those. <laughs> the little gin vodka babies. The only f- canny, canny little things. Very strong, very powerful. You need a lot of them. You need a lot. Yeah. <laughs> So we, we filmed the whole thing. We had to all these bars with him. And the end of the final scene was eating, you know, in a, a really cheap Chinese, late night Chinese restaurant. Right. Finished filming. And, you know, nobody's sober at this stage. You know, it's Newcastle over after midnight. And he's, he's not much to look at. He's a unit. He's a big podgy unit. Right. But sometimes, you know, those sort of th- thick men not like mentally thick, but you know what I mean? Just chunky. Yeah. There's, you got a chunky deal with then massive ca- encasing of beer blubber on top. Yeah. You could You've, kill him with a balloon pop. 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that would be boo boo. Oh my, <laughs> did Silvio die? <laughs> no, it was just another Jordi <laughs> meeting his fortieth birthday. <laughs> why do you? Why do you insist on having those balloons? You know they kill you when you're forty. He's just out of the blue. He just went, look how strong I am, and threw me across a restaurant. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I remember just landing the other side of the restaurant going, well, that's, I guess that's the end of the working day. <laughs> Fucking hell. He was kind of like, when I went, right, well, I'm leaving now. And he was like, what, what, what the fuck's happened? Like, yeah. he, was, he was upset. <laughs> All I did was like throw you across a room, like against your will and against any any prior engagement. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to stay anymore. I fucking. Wow, you're gonna be like that. Right? Yeah, you can be one of those, one of those blokes who doesn't like getting thrown across a restaurant <laughs> against his will. <laughs> fucking Geordie. God, I fucking love those fucking quarter Viking maniacs. Yeah. But that's not the only one. No. There was three celebrity du- duets. That's right. The uh, the the third was... <laughs> well, the second this week, obviously, you know. Yeah. Gaza and Raoul Mode are for the ages. Yeah, yeah that's, that's in the hall. Um, Gene Simmons, the bass player for Kiss, the uh, iconic bass player. He's the one with the long tongue. And he can spit fire. Now, I don't think he's able to do that without the aid of anything. But, right. you know. He's, he's the one who waggles his tongue in the makeup from yeah. fucking Kiss. Were they massive in Canada? Oh, yes. I don't oh, yes. Like, uh, bigger than you can... Bigger than you can imagine. And they did a very smart thing where they took their makeup off when they were uh, around the age of 40. And then they like they they said we will not put this makeup back on and and their their tunes were always better and stuff and and it's just what everybody liked and then when they got around fifty five they were like okay we'll put it back on <laughs> <laughs> and it saved them from popping like Silvio Berlusconi it's, it's a good way to dodge plastic surgery yeah. <laughs> Just I can't. paint a big star on your eye. <laughs> but I can't for the life of me. I don't know why it's just over this side of the world. I couldn't tell you a single fucking kiss on. Rock and roll all night. Strutter. Love gun. How do... Deuce. <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> I, I could be drinking with an AI program. <laughs> I feel like me and ChatGPT have just had a couple of drinks. But they're just... Heaven's on fire. Lick it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> Heaven's on fire. Feel my heat taking you higher. Burn with me. Heaven's on fire. The angels rock with desire. Burn with me. Heaven's on fire. Apparently it's a true story. It actually happens. True <laughs> story. Uh, people don't know this. Heaven exists, but it's also very flammable. Yeah, yeah, just, it's not up to code. <laughs> those, those clouds up there are made of paraffin. Yeah. 
you got to do a lot of cooking up there. A lot of people's uh, have involved many courses of food. There's a lot of catering. There's, there's a problem. <laughs> a lot of people's idea of heaven is overeating. So yeah, at least a third of the angels at any time are deep in the catering core. That's right. That's right. So what's their most famous song? Uh, rock and roll all night. And how's that go? I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. I want to rock and roll all night. <laughs> You're kidding me. <laughs> and party every day. You take it, everything you got. You keep on dancing and the room gets hot. You drive us wild, we'll drive you crazy. There's more. <laughs> I bet there is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, jury, you couldn't see how much uh, Mr. Glenwald's eyes little. <laughs> I asked him the same kiss. So, the man from Kiss, probably this side of the world, we know there's a man in makeup. Yeah. And sticks his tongue out. Yeah. It's called Gene Simmons. With, a ter- with the worst toupee in, in the world. Uh, it looks so like that's a, a strange contest you've you've laid out there. It looks I, like a block of wood that's been painted black. It's really odd. Yeah, but you could only have the worst to- toupee in the world if there was such a thing as a good toupee in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. It's all collective bronze medal. Nobody's standing at the top of the podium. No, no, and it's it's ludicrous now because nobody expects ludicrous to- as one. <laughs> well, what song does he sing? <laughs> uh, what song does Ludacris sing? I can't remember. Wow. Is that the name of the song? <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> so there's Gene Simmons, the tongue man from uh, Kiss. Yeah, yeah. He's called uh, the Demon. That's his name. That's his character's name just gets better yeah so there's him mm-hmm. yeah he uh has a vip tour of the house of commons this week yeah that's uh, that's already odd yeah that's already that's already <laughs> pretty strange yeah 650 odd mps in the house of commons kiss not on tour in england no no he's come for this he's he's come for this so somehow he's befriended an mp yeah. And who is this MP? You tell me, Andrew. Ian Paisley Jr. That's who. <laughs> yes. The, the, the scion of the Bible-bashing family of Ulster. Ulster would li- also like to rock and roll all night. I would like to rock and roll. <laughs> at least until the bonfire is gone. <laughs> we, we go through a lot of effort to fucking stack these pallets. Almost three months are gathering up these pallets. Uh, we got the makeup on. Uh, Ulster makeup, balaclava. <laughs> yeah. I, I put the real stuff on, but I get a rash. So that's why I got the balaclava on, anyway. So we got these balaclavas. It's kiss balaclavas, though. <laughs> little star. The, yeah. I want to annoy the local Catholics all night long and through the week. <laughs> Crazy. What? I'm like, what? Ian Paisley Jr. Yeah. And Gene Simmons from Kiss somehow know each other. Where? 
Where? <laughs> exactly. I was, you know what? I, I, honestly, it was like, I, I have a teenage daughter, but I've never said this to her yet. I'm sure I'll get some point, but like, you know, I genuinely, when I saw that, that Gene Simmons and Ian Paisley Jr. were hanging around with each other, I was like, Time are you gonna be home, young lady? It was that sort of like. And where do you think you've been, Ian Paisley Jr.? Who exactly have you been hanging around with? Do you know what though? I was just out at the Bible study. You were not. <laughs> yeah, was was there tongue waggling at Bible class? There was a, there was a little, little bit in Leviticus. Yeah, we were speaking in tongues. <laughs> Do you know what? I think I've figured it out. And I haven't even looked too deeply into this. Uh, That's as deeply as things need to be looked into. Uh, Gene Simmons is Israeli. He was born in Israel. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, the uh, Protestants uh, of Northern Ireland do have a, uh, a kinship to... An affinity. A political affinity. affinity. Yes. Through the, old, through the love of the Old Testament. Could be. I Could think be. that's. I bet you that's how they met because he is. He is a. Uh, he's he's a, 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 an ad, advocate for Israel and. Uh, he's a bit Likud. He's a bit. He's a bit. I know. Yeah. I, he's I, a bit right wing. I right. think he's still. I don't even think he's American. I think he's still Israeli. Right. I would. I would uh, maybe not. But yeah. Okay. Well, that explains that. We've we finally got to the grounds uh, of how the fuck the dude from Kiss knows the the fucking. Ulster Unionist politician. Yeah. We are still far, far from understanding how to fuck Brian Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian Harvey is actually also Israeli. Uh, <laughs> and that was the Brian, name of his unit. He was in East 17. It was a, it was a crack squad of the Mossad. <laughs> Brian Harvey is the most guy man, I've, and I'm pretty fucking guy. But that's how deep undercover he is. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Harvey. Brian Harvey could kill you with a pen by writing another song. <laughs> Brian Harvey doesn't know what a pen is. <laughs> He's trying is to that, use is that that pea shooter? <laughs> that thing you like roll up a little bit of paper and you flick at it. What? What you learning, man? <laughs> Stay there. <laughs> Harry, don't go away. Yeah, why didn't he sing? He, he, just, he shouted. He did like the double, the double hand, like uh, shouting into a courtroom. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. But he was on the street. He wasn't in the courtroom. No, he was, like, he was barking it uh, up to the like, and and he was uh, he was trying to get Prince Harry to fire his lawyer, which <sighs> taking like, legal advice from Brian Harvey, shouting street street shouting Brian Harvey, <laughs> street shouting Brian Harvey. <laughs> Them's the rules. If you hear it, you gotta do it. That's <laughs> <laughs> new head headline act at every folk festival. <laughs> C60 followed by Street Shouting Brian Harvey. <laughs> oh God, it's I was a lot to about see... vaccines lately. A lot about. <laughs> Great to see him though. I honestly, I thought I, I have to say, in my darkest hours, I thought Brian might have succumbed to something or other. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah, you know. So see him there, full fettle. Outside the leading court of land, just shouting at uh, a, a mid mid table royal. Yeah, wonderful. God bless you, Brian. Yeah, no, we salute you. We salute you.
Well, there you go. That's another episode. That's mo- that's more Egypt's. More Egypt's. It's been a Pod People Production. Pod People Production. Pod People.